to have one back up was grossly inadequate and inexcusable. He needed to fix that at his cost and indemnify me for the losses. Well, he wasn't going to do that. As far as he was concerned, I had to pay uh, this other guy that I bought the business off money for him to go to Israel to supposedly fix it because apparently this guy in Israel was the only person that could fix it. And I said, well, actually, let me think about it and I'll get back to you on it. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined once again by Paul Dodds, who previously featured on episodes 197 and 253 of Broken Bulbs. After graduating university with honors in economics, Paul went to London and worked in merchant banking. And after several side hustles and business projects along the way, he now hosts the podcast Insights into Success where he hopes to inspire others to succeed by hearing about the challenges and successes of his guests. But he also tried to impose his own ideas of justice. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show, I wanted to say thank you for all the ways you offer support, whether that's leaving review, sharing the show with a friend or family member, or going and supporting me directly on Patreon. That's a huge help. It takes a lot of money, time, and energy to make this show happen. So you can go to patreon.com slash alexwilliams. Remember, Williams is W-I-L-L-I-A-M-N-S. That's patreon.com slash alexwilliams. Or just click the first link in the show notes and it'll take you right there. Enjoy the show. Paul Dodds, ready to talk about another one of your broken bulbs? Yeah, absolutely. Super fired up. Looking forward to it. Um, it's It's been great having this opportunity. So th- thank you very much. Fantastic. So let's talk about you struggling with your idealistic mindset. We all kind of, you know, we, we like to see the world in a certain way and and maybe hopefully in, in a positive light. But tell us about your experience dealing with this and the lessons that you learned from it. Yeah, look, absolutely. So it, it all goes back to what we've talked about in two other episodes, which is buying a business. But, you know, for me, I guess growing up, you know, watching TV and that always had this idealistic view that, you know, the good ultimately succeed and the bad, you know, are, are held to account at some point in time. So I've always been, I guess, quite a mindset of black and white, good and evil, um, justice must be done. So, yeah, I always get upset when I see justice isn't being done. And um, you have a very idealistic view, or at least I have had a very idealistic view. But this, in this lesson, I've come to realise that life is very much not black and white. It's, it's grey. And sometimes we just have to move on and not be the one to try and impose justice because maybe it's just too big for us. And maybe that needs to be left for somebody else. So in this example, to, to, to give you, with the business, as we talked about, I bought it off someone else. They attempted to blackmail me. I had used a very good lawyer. So I had, you know, my contractual rights. And they were violated both by the previous owner and by the software provider in the UK. I mean, the previous owner, he was stealing my clients. He had access to the software that was supposedly broken. He actually had it, and he was targeting our clients and stealing them, taking them off us. So legally, you can't do that. 
uh, not with the you know the contract in place I had. And equally, the uh, software provider in the UK, he had a contract with me, and he wasn't fulfilling his contract. We weren't getting the provision of the software. To have one backup was grossly inadequate and inexcusable. He needed to fix that at his cost and indemnify me for the losses. Well, he wasn't going to do that. As far as he was concerned, I had to pay uh, this other guy that I bought the business off money for him to go to Israel to supposedly fix it because apparently this guy in Israel was the only person that could fix it. Although that sh- I should say that story did change because then this guy in the UK then later on said that he had someone in Kuwait that could fix it. But And I, at that point, was playing with the guy and said, I suppose you want me to pay for that, though, wouldn't you? And he said, oh, yes, I do. And I said, well, actually, let me think about it and I'll get back to you on it. Needless to say, I never got back to him. But my lesson here was about the prag- being pragmatic and, and detaching yourself from your emotional state. And this is something that I consider to be very important, and it's a lesson that's ongoing for me, even though I know it and I preach it to everybody else. I can be as guilty as everyone else. And that is identifying yourself being in an emotional state and being in an intelligent state. When we're in an intelligent state, we make good decisions. When we're in an emotional state, we make bad decisions. So I want to try and encourage everyone to find their their, um, intelligent state when they want to make decisions. And if they realize that they're in an emotional state, don't, that's not the time to make decisions. So in this example, the point here was this. I had a number of opportunities to go to court and actually impose the contract and seek damages off both the guy I bought the business off and the guy in the UK. However, this is where my pragmatic mind did kick in because I had very good lawyers. I went to see a barrister as well who was very good. But what I came to realize was that the financial cost was going to be significant. Now, in New Zealand, I know with with very good confidence that I would have won my court case. It was pretty black and white. However, in New Zealand, it's one thing to win the case, then it's another thing to have it, impo- um, it imposed. So what that means is, for instance, I could win a case against the, the seller and they may award me, you know, a million dollars for argument's sake. But that doesn't mean I'm going to get a million dollars. I then have to make sure that this person pays it. And if they're an honest person, they may pay it. But if they're a dishonest person, like I knew this guy was, he isn't going to pay it. And there's a number of things that they can do to avoid it, including leaving the country. Given he's from the UK anyway, that's highly probable. So I had to consider the fact that I would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on legal bills, potentially win my case, very confident I win my case, but then have another battle to get whatever I was awarded, actually, you know, to actually get it. And assessing this individual based on his track record, you know, I came to a very quick conclusion that I have very little chance of actually ever getting anything out of it. So I would be hundreds of thousands of dollars um, down the hole uh, with nothing to show for it. Now, the other thing to consider as part of that is not only the financial, but also the um, psychological side of it and the time involved. So what I mean by that was that if I went down the court uh, route, then that would have meant a lot of my time spent uh, helping prepare for court cases. So that takes me away from running the business. 
And also just the whole emotional attachment and connection to what was a horrible experience and dragging you down what potentially could be a very dark hole. So I had to decide between that and being pragmatic and going, realistically, as much as I want to see justice done, I'm not going to be able to do this. And if I go down that track, I'm going to lose my business. I'm going to lose everything. So the best thing I can do is just try and ignore him as much as possible and focus on saving the business. And the same went for the guy in the UK. You know, I could get judgment against him in New Zealand, but then I have to go to the UK and then actually go through a similar process in the uh, English courts to then actually get the reward. And even then, he potentially could drag it out for years and, and could possibly you know, leave the country or do various things to try and avoid payment. So I could have easily spent what money I had on pursuing these two individuals for justice and compensation and never got a dime. So I had to be pragmatic, and which is what I did. And I thought, right, I've just got to focus on saving this business, which I did. You know, and this guy that I bought the business off too, I should say he was a narcissist or is a narcissist. So he's all about himself. So he was constantly attacking me, trying to get me sort of to engage him. So I just completely shut off to him and did not communicate with him in any way, despite all the provocation, because I knew again, he was going to bring me into my emotional state and I was going to make bad decisions. So I had to be clinical. I had to shut that off and focus on being intelligent with my decisions and focus on saving the business. And that's what I did. But, you know, so many people out there, I'm sure maybe not in this extreme example, but we have similar situations where, yes, you want to see justice done. He should have been brought to a court. He should have been, you know, um, found guilty and and had compensation awarded to me. But realistically, in this world, knowing how it works, I was going to be another one of these ones where I was going to realise that um, in a very expensive way that life is not black and white and justice is not always done. So I've just left it out there and hopefully somewhere else and some other time these people will have justice uh, meted out to them. Um, but I've just got to move on and stay intelligent and focus on the business. And that's what I did. So I hope other people can really learn from that and, and learn to distinguish between being your intelligent state and your emotional state and make sure you stick to that intelligence um, state when you're making important decisions. And of course, at the end of every episode, I like to let you brag a little bit because you continued building things and you're continuing to build other things now. Do you want to tell us a bit about your podcast, where we can go to find it and how we can support you and the rest of your work? Yeah, so you know, really part of me coming out of this difficult journey I've had is I really wanted to turn uh, it into a positive. And part of turning it into a positive has been the creation of a website called msofmarketing.com, which stands for Making Sense of Marketing. So that's www.msofmarketing.com, where I provide a lot of free marketing materials to help businesses out there because I feel that marketing is becoming increasingly complicated. So I want people to have a place they can go and, and learn a lot, um, but, but it's all free. And then with the podcast Insights into Success, it's soon to be on its own website, but it's currently housed on the Making Sense of Marketing website. It's also on YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel, which is under the Making Sense of Marketing name. And we have the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and pretty much all the other major 
uh, podcast hosts. And with that, I really just want to talk to interesting people out there that have had their own journeys to success, understand what their challenges were, what they did in order to succeed, what they feel are the keys to success. So I'm hoping by interviewing those people, I know I'm going to learn something, but hopefully too, the people that are listening are going to learn. And so combined, the people that I'm interviewing with myself, I hope to share a lot of good information with people that's going to help them on their own journey to success, whatever that definition of success is. And it's just an amazing thing to do. I've I've met some incredible people so far. I absolutely love it. And it's just nice to be able to go forward, you know, with a lot of positive things happening, having been through such a negative uh, time that I was. So always in life, you've got to turn a negative into a positive. Fantastic. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I'm going to put links to your podcast, uh, Making Sense of Marketing and everything else that you're up to down in the show notes so people can tune in and join you on on everything else that you're sharing. And with that, I just got to say thank you once again for a third time for joining me. Oh, look, thank you, Alex. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. I love what you're doing. I hope you just go from success to success. It's super important that people understand that on your journey to success, you are going to have failures. You will make mistakes, but that's when you'll learn the most. And I think what you're doing is just great for highlighting that because the media tend to not want to cover that. But that's not the truth. That's not the reality. I've learned far more from this big failure I've had than what I ever have learned from all my successes. So it's an amazing learning experience. Be proud of what you've done, you know, and go ahead, learn from it, and don't make the same mistake and go forward and and you ultimately will succeed. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for listening. The world is complicated. People are complicated. So be pragmatic in your decisions. Special thank you to Paul for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work, all linked in the show notes. And if you want more Paul on broken bulbs, be sure to check out episodes 197 and 253 as well. And if you want to offer support beyond leaving a review and sharing the show, please visit Patreon via the first link in the show note. As a thank you for your support, you'll get a postcard from me wherever I am to wherever you are. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.